Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Crellin, CEO of the American Influencer Association. Today, we have David Archuleta. David shares his remarkable journey from American Idol to his new album, Therapy Sessions. You're going to be encouraged by David's positive outlook on life. And now, here's our host, Josh Skinner. Hi, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. We have a very special guest on today's show. His name is David Archuleta. Hey, David, how are you? Hey, Josh. Doing great. Thanks. How about you? Yesterday, you made a huge announcement to the fans that you're postponing the tour due to COVID. You said something kind of profound in that announcement. You said change isn't always easy, but it's worth it. Can you talk about that change? I feel like change... There's a lot of things changing in 2020. You know, we, we the big change that first impacted everybody was with pandemic life and suddenly not being able to go out and go to work and to school and socialize. Everyone was inside. So we all had to adapt and figure out how to keep going when we couldn't really move or go anywhere, you know? Uh, keep going financially, educationally, socially, <laughs> all these without physically going anywhere. Was it hard canceling the tour? You know, it it wasn't too hard. I thought that it was, it's gotten more challenging because realizing we don't know how often we're going to have to be postponing things. I just, I don't like feeling a feeling of, and not knowing, like unsurety of like, okay, what is going to happen? Like when I'm trying to plan my life, I, I feel good when I know, okay, I have an idea of what is going to happen when, and that has not been the case with this year because it's like, oh, spring tour. Oh, just kidding. Maybe summer. Oh, okay. Uh, just kidding. Uh, so it's like, okay, when then? I think that's what stressed me out the most. It's like I have things I want to accomplish, but when am I going to be able to do them? because there's, there are obstacles in the way or pre- things that are preventing them from happening, you know, like a pandemic. <laughs> and uh, what, and so... I, what do you think is the silver lining oh, during this time? Silver lining? Um, well, I, I feel like it has brought a lot of time that may be uncomfortable. So that's one of the changes I feel like it's brought is time to, for yourself, time to reevaluate your goals, your your daily habits, and how to use free time that a lot of people suddenly had a lot more of. Not everybody, but a lot of people did. I mean, having to be home and how to find just ways to <laughs> keep living and in, in when it, your life and what you're used to doing change. I mean, unless you're like super introverted. Some of my friends have been like, what? Like, there's like that meme that says when you're, when everyone is calling your normal life, quarantine life. And I, I don't know. So I feel like it's given us time to just reflect and reevaluate. You know, we've seen a lot of things happening with Black Lives Matter and with um, health and just being more mindful of other people, being, taking time to listen to people who've, who felt like, who've, said, you know, like like the Black Lives Movement and just being able to take time to listen. I, I feel like a lot of people 
I think the reason why it is gone a lot, I mean, I know a lot of people say on, on years where there are campaigns and elections, things people are more mindful of like these kinds of rights and movements and stuff. But I think because of the pandemic, we've also just had more time to listen and listen out to people. So um, I think that's another change where it's uncomfortable, but I think it's important to, to be willing to take that time to just listen. And I, I think, you know, you hear a lot of on both sides. I think for the most part, people have been willing to listen but then there are other people who can feel offended and feel like well I don't want to be you know they're afraid to say like oh well black lives matter does that does that mean I have to belittle myself if I'm not black and I feel I don't know how to go about this and suddenly it's like well maybe I shouldn't be involved in this maybe I shouldn't speak up about it but it's like you know what just just at least just listen and you don't I don't I don't think it's you know I, I think we're realizing as well as this consistently goes on. It's not about these lives are better than yours and you should be ashamed of yourself for this. It's just saying, hey, we just want to listen, you know, like Black Lives Matter for the most part. A lot of our friends and our family and neighbors and are just saying, hey, we just want to tell our story of what we've had to deal with. And I think these changes are uncomfortable for a lot of people because they're things we haven't talked about this much up front and you know it's, it's been hard it's been hard for me to to navigate and understand and how to go about it because it's like at the same time it's like well am I, I don't want to do anything that'll offend anybody but i don't want to and you can you can offend people in so many different ways right now so it's i think that's been uncomfortable as well but in the end i think we go through uncomfortable things for growth and i look at my american idol experience that was super, super uncomfortable for me, but it allowed me to have so much growth. And I still look back at that time and I'm not like, oh, that was so great. I loved it. I was happy. And it's just like, that was super hard and super uncomfortable for me. But because I worked through that uncomfort, I was able to progress and learn and gain a lot from it. What do you think is the biggest misconception of being on American Idol? Um, I think it's, you know, when you're on the show, you're supposed to be super appreciative and like super happy and super excited. And I think for the most part, if you talk to other American Idol, like if you get in a really good conversation with Idol contestants, you're gonna, they're gonna probably express how overwhelming, how nerve, not just nervous, it's just, it's a lot of pressure and a lot of work. And you're trying to go work through these anxious and stressed and overwhelming emotions and put on a happy face and be smiling and be like, oh, I'm so grateful to be here, uh, which you are. But at the same time, you, there's like this awkward, like, oh, I just I feel like I can't, I, I, I don't know how much longer I can take this kind of emotion because it's more, you're not, I think a lot of times people look at it as like, well, you just learn a song and that's great. You, you get to pick a song. You already love to sing. So you pick a song, go on stage and sing it. And then people vote for you and you get another week. Oh, that must be stressful. It's like, there's actually a lot more going on that is adding to the stress which you're doing all these activities, you're doing these interviews, you're doing these videos, you're doing, you have to do the arrangements, then you have to pick songs, you have deadlines. Oh, sorry, you can't do that song. You've got to pick another one. Um, it sounds like it's a lot. Make, uh, making appearances, like 
you get up super early and sometimes you're going you're going home like super late like i remember one time it was like we had to get up like six in the morning and then weren't done till like two in the morning i, I can't remember exactly why it took that long and then i had school every day on top of that that i was required to do um and so it's just kind of like you don't feel like you have a moment to just take anything in and process what's going on and if you are stressed you don't have time to process why you're feeling stressed and really it's just moving so quickly like you're I was in school and then like a month later millions of people are watching me every week voting and rooting for me and suddenly want to know everything about me and my family starting to judge me trying trying to find gossip and rumors about me and find dirt it's just like oh (laughs) I think that was just it was such a drastic change in your life talk you know once again like it was such a big change it's just like okay what am how am I supposed to do this because now I have to live a life that I didn't prepare for I didn't ramp up to have you gotten used to that life 12 years later yeah you know it's, I mean, it's, I feel like American Idol was the time that it was the most because, like, seriously, like, 30 million people were watching every week during that time. And it's like, wait a second, like, that's like what? Like, almost a tenth of the people in America? <laughs> I don't know, like, one out of ten people were watching our show. So it's like everyone was suddenly invested in you. And I don't know how to explain that, you know? And you're trying to please the fans you're trying to please your family do a good job for your family and your neighbors and friends and then you're trying to appease to like the production of american idol like that's you know there's there's all this planning and strategy behind it and um people who have different opinions on and suggestions they're saying like hey we think you should do this song this way or hey you should do this or you should dress that way or you should walk this way or you should talk that way and you should and suddenly it's like I think the pressure of like, suddenly I'm like, I'm suddenly being analyzed uh, over everything that I do. And I think that was the biggest challenge for me through American Idol, because I like to be alone. Like quarantine has been really nice for me. I I thought I was going to feel really lonely because I live by myself. But then I was like, wow, this is so, I didn't realize I needed this alone time (laughs) because I really like to be alone. I do too. I I I live alone too. It's important. Oh, yeah. You you refresh. You know, when you give so much, I mean, obviously, I'm not giving on stage like you are, but when you're interviewing and you're, you know, putting everything together, it requires a lot out of people. So I totally get what you're saying about this is a time of regrouping, refreshing. Uh, I get it. It was very, it's been a great being in quarantine. Do you think American Idol, although there's so many great things that happened for your career, do you also think there was some damage that was done as well that you had to kind of regroup a little bit in your 20s and have healing from all that sudden fame and all those people around you? Yeah, you know, I and I try, I try to be careful when I say that because one time I said something and it was like, it's like ha- having PTSD, like I have like American mm-hmm. Idol PTSD and it suddenly people thought I was comparing it. And I was like, I was not trying to, com- you know, and that's where it's hard. It's like people look at you and say, you are where you are, so you should be grateful and not complain. And but if you're so trying not, to be everything to everybody all the time, that that it's you're giving more than just your talent. You've done an incredible job with what was placed upon you. Obviously, God had an amazing plan for you. Really quick, I have a surprise for you. Okay. Um, Fred Bronson and I talk all the time, and I he says hello, oh. and he asked me to. I wanted I wanted a statement from him about you and your influence, and what we do is. 
we want to applaud people who've made a positive influence. And uh, this is a quote from Fred Bronson. Fred says, David Archuleta made an immediate impact on me in season seven when he sang John Lennon's Imagine. It was a stunning performance and it made a real emotional connection. Tears were flowing down my face as he sang. David still has a huge loyal fan following from his time on American Idol. So I would regard David as one of the biggest success stories from the show. It's been 12 years since he was on Idol and David has grown from a teenager to an adult to mature as an artist and as a human being. That's coming from the you know from Billboard magazine, David. How does that feel to know that you Fred. Yeah. I love Fred. He's just always been so kind. He's been always just a delight to talk to and catch up with shit talk talk about um billboard charts because that's how i knew fred and this is so funny because when they an american idol and they said you know billboard interview now and it's fred bronson i was like wait a second and i like we we had connected the fact that the books that i had learned so much from because i like people some people had sports other people had cars and other people have dogs i love the billboard charts mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was, that's where I learned all these songs from different eras and genres. And then we, and then Fred was like, I wrote those books. Like, those are my books. <laughs> I'm like, no way. I was like, those are my baseball cards that I love to just look at. And How does it feel to know that he considers you one of the biggest success stories from that show? Oh, that's, I, I think that's just very, uh, very kind of him and very generous of Fred to, to say and, for him to speak always been so supportive is just awesome i i really i i appreciate that a lot fred so thank you and don't forget to catch uh david archuleta on an upcoming episode of idle memories which is hosted by nigel lithgow and executive produced by fred bronson okay david i'm gonna uh throw some <laughs> fan questions at you if you don't mind all right sounds good we did a contest and we're giving away $500 worth of merchandise from the American Influencer Association. And the winner, her name is Kristen. And, uh, you know, we've all been on this journey through therapy sessions and listening to the album. And she was wondering, how do you in your life rebuild trust after someone has hurt you? Oh. I know. A lot of questions were about well, your hair and coffee and other stuff. But this question really stood <laughs> out. <laughs> Well, that's a really good question. And congratulations, Kristen, by the way, for winning. Uh, she won, right? Yeah, she won. Okay, yeah. congratulations, Kristen. Um, uh, so how do you – could you repeat that one more time? Absolutely. How do you rebuild sure. trust after someone has hurt you? You know, that has been something that I – I don't know if I'm the best person to give advice on that because that's something that I've, I've had a hard time with as well. Mm-hmm. But I think something that has really helped me – to get better and improve is by simply finding people who you you meet and you, they carry just a light with them, a really just special spirit and presence with them that you know that they're just, they're there, that they want to see you do well. And they just want to assist you as you continue growing and aren't looking for anything back, like that you have to pay them back and stuff. They just like, they're happy to just counsel you and listen. I think that's a really important trait when you're looking um, to build trust again with people is to find people who will just listen without having to give you beak back so much, like saying so many things and suggestions and telling you what you should do or how you should be or how you should think. 
that they just simply want to let you that they're I think that shows that they're patient enough to let you um, be heard and to let you express your concerns. And when I I think when you find people who are like that and aren't going to interrupt you or um, there's so many people who are going to tell you so many different things and so many people that are even close to you that are going to give you all kinds of advice and suggestions, but. It may not always be from the most, um, not always the the best um, advice, really. And so that I think finding people who listen is a huge part in trusting. And I and once you find those people that you trust, that you just kind of use them, talk to them, ask them questions, and give them feedback, because you know those people aren't going to try and control you, and they're not going to try to manipulate you. And and really, some because sometimes there are people who can be abusive that you think are 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 there to help you, but they're really abusive, and it's hard to it's hard to see past that. But um, I think um, that's why the finding people who will just listen is so important. Listen well, is a great advice. I love that. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, how you've impacted my life. Um, a few weeks ago, you know, during this whole COVID thing. You did an IGTV where you you did Waymaker, the Leland version. Oh. And um, that was actually the first time I'd ever heard that song. And I can't explain it, David, but I feel like I'm going to speak for fans that aren't going to have this opportunity. But there was something about that performance that made something come alive in me. And I just want you to know, like, this new season for me started when I I heard you sing Waymaker. It it, It was the passion it was the clarity and it was just you being your authentic self that it ignited something in me to really pursue a, a relationship with God one-on-one again, to really be like, you know what? It can be like magic if you just are in the flow. And um, from the deepest part of me, I just want to say thank you for being brave. Thank you for uh, not caring what other people may think. Um, just thank you for sharing your heart at that moment. Oh, thank you, Josh. That's, that's awesome. I, I think that's so cool, and I, I'm just so thrilled to know that making that video was able to make make an impact like that. Well, my last question, um, I have to throw it back to the fans. Um, you know, they find therapy sessions really personal, like like your journals, and you've given help and inspiration to so many people, especially with mental illness or um, or just other things that people are going through. The fans are wondering, are you still journaling? And if you are... What are some of those themes that they can look forward to learning from you in the future? Am I still journaling? Like, you know, uh, like writing, you know, lyrics and, you know, they, they just feel like every song is, you know, a journal entry. And so they're just wondering if there's any upcoming themes in your writing. Yeah, you know, I I feel like I'm still kind of in this. The reason why I needed to do this therapy session job was that I had so much kind of clogged in my head, like it's clogged up <laughs> with all these thoughts that I've had. And so Therapy Sessions, the album, was a way to kind of just release it, kind of flush it out, and kind of be able to then look at it and say, oh, that's what's been in my mind and in my head. And that's combined also with just my own therapy, uh, actual therapy sessions, like going and meeting with a therapist, which has allowed me to... It's, it's like a, it allows it to kind of loosen everything up in your mind because sometimes it like sticks and gets crusty in, in your head. And um, thanks to going to those actual therapy sessions, um, then I was able to be like, okay, now I have something to work with and to get out. And I it just allowed it to be very refreshing. I felt, oh, I was like, 
oh, like I can just get taking a nice uh, deep breath in mm. again. Um, it was kind of that feeling. But uh, for new songs, you know, I haven't been. I actually haven't been as good about journaling as before, and I'm not sure why. It's like I get anxious to write down journal entries because I don't know. I don't even know why, but it's seasonal. Uh, every like, now and then, yeah. I will. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like when God opens that channel, just everything comes through you. So this is your time of refreshing, regrouping, and the art will come through you again shortly, right? Right. I have been writing. I have done a few write. Uh, I've written a few songs during quarantine, so I guess there's. It's something to look, that I'm always, I'm always excited to just share what I have. Even if it's not like my best songs, I'm just like, hey, this came out of me. I'm excited to share it. <laughs> uh, because I like it when it's, I don't know, you just kind of like showing things even if they're not the greatest. It's just, I feel like if it's real, it's, it's nice to put out there and let people listen. Yeah, your fans find you very authentic, which is amazing. They also really quickly want to know, is there going to be a third Christmas album? <laughs> Christmas album you know I I mean I'm not I'm not closed off to the idea so I I do love Christmas music but since I just recently released a Christmas song it it might be I mean a Christmas album it'd probably be a while although I did do the deluxe version just this last Christmas uh, that had a couple extra songs so we'll, we'll we'll have to see on that I do love Christmas those are my favorite shows to do the, the Christmas shows. Well, I can't wait to see your tour when when you go back on stage, David. Um, let's let's end here. How do you want your fans to influence each other? Oh wow, these are interesting questions, Josh. Uh, how would I want them to influence each other? Yeah. I I guess I would just man. I mean, if they if they talk to each other and all that, I guess I would just want them to know. I I would want them to. I, 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 that's something I, I will say I'm very grateful for. I feel like, you know, what, whatever you put out there, you, you draw back similar, the similar kind of like mindset and energy and all that. And so it makes me feel really good to be able to look and see the kind of people that are listening to my music and, and supporting me and have been fans because they're very, they're very kind people. They're very supportive. They're willing to, when one of them is not going through a good time, they, they will usually like help lift each other up. They'll usually like come and say, Hey, I hope you're doing okay. I've, I've seen some of their comments like that. And I, it makes me so happy to know that they can be dedicated people. They, they don't have to be afraid, but they, they're still kind. Like there's a, and I like that. I like that they... They're an extension they, of you, like, and your kindness. I, I, I want I want to <laughs> connect those dots. It starts at the top. It starts at the top. So you're doing something really well. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. Listen, I this is this interview has been 12 years in the making. Uh, after I was actually seated next to Ryan Seacrest's mom the night that uh, of the finale, and a few weeks <laughs> later, I know. So like, I was really involved that night and in your finale and a few weeks later I did an interview at MTV with Jim Cantiello and I mentioned that you were my favorite person on Twitter and for 12 years your fans from that one interview has supported everything that I have done every show that I've worked on that's been canceled or whatever (laughs) so I just want you to know like your fans also their kindness has extended into my career for 12 years so I I, again but it starts from you so I just want to say 
thank you. Uh, they're, yeah, they're it's, I'm just glad I finally got to, to interview you. So thank you for being a, a small part yes. of my career as well. And I hope to meet you in person and maybe do a live interview yeah. one day with your fans in the audience. It'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that. That'd be, that'd be great. And I'm so happy that they've been following you as well. So so thank you for your kind words. See, they, they just, they like it when, I don't know. They're, what I love about my fans, I hardly ever see these fans talking down on other people. Yeah. Even if, like, someone's been rude to me or said something, like, they usually will try to be just like, hey, I hope, <laughs> like, they just... They're never like, get, get away, go, uh, you know, they, they're like patient. And I think that's really cool. But, um, well, I just so thank you for thank your time. Thank you to the fans and thank you, Josh. No, just well. thank you for this great interview. We'd love to have you at the next award show and, you know, hopefully we can figure out how we can collaborate in the future. But David Archuleta, thank you so much for being on American Influencer Real Talk. And, um, I, My pleasure. I, I, I've been listening to the album since it was uh, released. Like your fans, I really resonate with Brave. But okay, all right's my favorite. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, um, if they uh, want more information on you, David, uh, should they go to your Instagram, your Twitter, your website? Where, where should we direct them? Yeah, I I'm most probably most active on Instagram, which is David Archie, it's A R C H I E, which is also my Twitter handle, David Archie, and then they can just find David Archuleta on Facebook with the blue check mark. <laughs> You know, all the all my accounts have a blue. Even on TikTok, I have the it's David Archie on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you know, if there's no blue check mark, then it's not me. Just so y'all know, because I, I see a lot of fans who you know people are like, "Is this you? Did you message me?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> I I just I don't have a problem talking to my fans on my actual verified accounts. So I'm not going to talk to them any other ways. So. Yeah, anyway, that's that's where they can find me. Well, David, thank you so right. much. We'll definitely check you out on Instagram, and don't forget to check out davidarchuleta.com. Uh, David, can we have you on the show next year? I'd love to. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Well, thanks again, and um, I want special thanks to your team, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Josh. You take care and stay safe. Thanks, David. Thanks for listening to our conversation with David Archuleta. You can keep up with our latest episode of our podcast by visiting us at AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. The American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and it's edited and produced by Michael Sykes. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Hey, it's Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on the Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week.